Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm from Australia. So nice to meet you. So nice to see you. Um, and I'm just so happy that you guys are here. I've got a bunch of emails that you sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. And I just want to chit chat with my girls because that's what I love doing. I'm recording this on Sunday. Um, and it's a rainy Sunday here in New York. We had the most beautiful weekend. Um, but it's raining and I love a rainy Sunday because you know what I like to do, hang out, eat soup, light some candles. I mean, come on, tis the season. I'm still at my PJs recording this. It's noon, but any of you guys, I wanted to tell you, actually, I, um, I've been doing, I've been like doing like a major clear out little by little, I would say I've been doing it like for the last like couple months, I've been doing a major clear out of my apartment, like just getting rid of shit that I don't fucking need or use. Okay. I did it with a bunch of clothes. I got rid of so many clothes. I've been cleaning out drawers, just like drawers that like accumulate. I had one drawer that I swear to God had a million different fucking wires. I don't even know what the wires are for. I threw them all out. I said, I'll figure it out. I've never once come in this drawer in need, in need of any of these wires. I don't know why I keep the wires. I don't know what the wires are for. I probably don't even own the thing that the wire, like that the wire needs. So I got rid of a bunch of shit, just clearing out drawers. I got rid of <laughs> so many pairs of underwear. I cannot stress this enough to my girls. Listen, the underwear that I've, I've been rocking and I've been sporting and is, was overflowing in my drawer. This, it would be considered vintage. That's how long I've had it. Okay. We're talking early aughts. We're talking early two thousands that I bought these little undies from, from God knows where wet seals G plus G. Okay. I mean, power to them. They lasted a long time. <laughs> I mean, that's quality stuff, but I said, you know what? I'm too old for this shit. I can't be wearing the same underwear that I wore when I was like a, a young teenager. Okay. So I got rid of all of it and I swear I manifested this by getting rid of all of it. Um, and this might be a metaphor for like just getting rid of things that you don't need in life in general, but I got rid of all my old dusty underwear. Okay. And the next day I get an email from the, the online sample sale. What is it called? 260 sample sale or 360 sample sale. I don't know, but I got an email cause I'm in their mailing list and they, and my favorite brand of underwear was uh, on like sale for 50% off, 70% off. So girl, I loaded up on that. It was so cheap. I was so excited. And I said, hey, I made space. And then look, I was blessed with a sale because you guys know I don't pay retail for goddamn anything. Okay. I will scour the internet until what I want is half off. So the brand is... Um, hanky panky. They're like these little, it's just like, they make a bunch of different types of underwear and they're like my favorite undies. So got some of those very excited about that. Um, and I've just been like clearing stuff out and it feels so good. There's just with stuff that I haven't really liked in my apartment too. Like I mentioned last week, like my kitchen table is way too fucking big and that's my bad. Like I shouldn't, I should have, uh, measured the space first before I ordered it, but then it came and I was like, Oh, it's giving the last supper. It's the biggest, it's the biggest dining room table ever. And, and who, there's been three people in my home since I moved in. Okay. So it didn't need to ever be that big. It was never that serious. Um, 
so now I have this little cute, tiny vintage one that I just got. And I just feel like I want to feel cozy and good at home. And the less shit that I have, oh, you know what else I cleared out? My bathroom cabinet with all my makeup and my skin products and my hair products and all of that shit. If I haven't used it, it's out. That's it. It's out. When I tell you I had so much stuff, um, a lot of times I do get stuff from brands like, you know, they'll send me like a PR box and it'll be just like, I always feel so much guilt when I get like PR boxes because it's like, if it's not stuff that I'm using every day, I feel so wasteful. And these makeup companies don't give a fuck. They'll send you 300 things. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? First of all, so it, it just feels so wasteful and I feel so guilty. So normally I give it to my mom, my friends, whatever. Um, so I had just stuff like that accumulated. I gave a bunch of it away. If it was old, I just chucked it, but it's so funny. Like, what is it called when like, say you spend a lot of money on like, I don't know, I'm just going to like a, a face cream or a lipstick or something like that. And you don't use it but you won't throw it away because you're like, I spent a lot of money on this. I have to at least keep it. Why? Cause that's what I was doing. I had shit in my cabinet that I'm like, this doesn't look good on me. I never wear it. I've had it for years. If first of all, it's probably gone bad. I got to get rid of it. So I did that, which I feel so good about every time I've opened my bathroom cabinet, I'm like, Oh my God, it just looks so much better. And <laughs> I got a couple of things from the damn Sephora sale too. Okay. Because I'm a VIB Rouge and, and the Rouge girls know that you bitches crash the fucking app because I logged in at 1201 because I have stuff in my cart that again, I don't want to pay retail for. And I logged in at 1201 and the app crashed. It made me reset my email. It made me reset my password. I had to get a whole damn new account. I said, is this a way that you guys treat your VIB Rouges? And also how many VIB Rouges are there? If the app is crashing, when we get early access, hello, fix it, Sephora, pain in my fucking ass. I ended up not being able to um, even order that day. But anyway, anywho, you guys, I don't know what the hell of that rant was all about, but from now on, I'm only buying shit that I, you know, if it's like face, hair, whatever skin stuff. I'm only buying shit that I need, which I kind of always like, I never have several things open at once. Like I use something, I see if I like it. I use it all up, whether I like it or not usually. And then, um, I'll just like get something different afterwards. So I don't like to have too much shit like on the back burner, but, um, for now on, if I don't like it, I, it I'm getting rid of it immediately or I'm returning it. Anyway, new year, new me, you guys, new underwear, new, uh, kitchen table. <laughs> Hello. Everything's on sale. Jesus Christ. But I do want to address something with the, with the class over here. If Jeremy Allen white doesn't get a shirt with sleeves on it soon, I'm going to start foaming at the mouth. I'm going to start foaming at the mouth. Okay. Like he, the amount of times I've seen photos, paparazzi photos of this man in a tank top with his gigantic arms out. <laughs> what are you doing? Why is he so, why am I so attracted to him? Have I met him before? Yes. Is he three feet tall? Yes. Does he look like Willy Wonka? Yes. Do I, do I love him more than anything? Yes. 
Jeremy Allen White is if Willy Wonka didn't have a chocolate factory, he just had like an Equinox. He had, instead of chocolate, it's just grilled chicken and broccoli and muscle milks, okay? And I know the girls already know that he has a new girlfriend. He just got a divorce. He was single for 35 minutes. And don't even bother looking at the girlfriend. She's the prettiest girl alive. So I saw a picture. I said, oh, okay. (laughs) So he chose the prettiest girl alive. Nice. Would it kill these guys to not date the prettiest girl alive for once? But anywho, I I am happy for him because she's the prettiest girl alive. I mean, good for both of them, but he needs a sweater. Okay. That would be my first order of business. If I started dating him, I would go, you think you're going to go out with your tank tops and your skinny chain like that? Like an actual, there's no outfit that a woman could wear. That's as slutty as a man wearing a tank top and a skinny chain. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's something about it that is just so dirt bag hot. And I look at a guy with, with a skinny chain. I think I say, I go like this. I go, you think you're fooling me? <laughs> Please. Please, Jeremy Allen White, I know what you're up to with your skinny chain, your freaking tank top. That would be, couldn't be my man. I would say, babe, we're getting you a sweater. We're getting you a hoodie. We're getting you a cardigan. We're getting you a thermal and a down jacket. God, he is so hot. Why is he, why is he hot though? I think we really need to talk about it. Why is he hot? He's got that thing, that same thing that like Shia LaBeouf has, right? Where it's just like, there's just something there. I don't know, but I'm about sick and tired of seeing him because he's just too damn cute. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, oh, I should be on medication or something. Just the, the, the topics that just bounce. That are just bouncing off my head, but I really do feel strongly about Jeremy Allen And every time I it, saw my friends this weekend, I was like, "You guys, like, Jeremy Allen White needs a shirt. Like, get this man a shirt." Also, why was I so attracted to him in The Bear? Because I watched The Bear, and it was one of these shows. Like, I'm a binge watcher. I couldn't binge watch this show because it was just so stressful. And everyone's crazy and angry and uh, like they're working in a restaurant. It's so high stress. And it's like you're watching it and you're like, did anything happen this episode? I'm not sure. All I know is that table two didn't get their freaking mozzarella sticks. Okay. And and I'm having and I need a Xanax. So. I watched um, God, the movie was so funny. Um, Did I tell you guys that I watched this movie? I was on the plane a couple weeks ago and (laughs) that movie, um, no hard feelings with Jennifer Lawrence, uh, was on, on the plane. This is it's out on Netflix now, which I'm kind of pissed about because I just bought it on Amazon because I just loved it so much that I actually bought it. And, um, you know, like to have like on your TV forever or on your Amazon account forever. Cause I was like, I just fucking love this movie. I was watching it on the plane, screaming, crying, laughing. Okay. Hysterical fucking laughing. When we landed, the guy next to me was like, what movie were you watching? (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. He's like, no, you made it sound so funny. I kept hearing you giggling. And like, I was wheezing laughing. I, it was such a good movie. I want to see Jennifer Lawrence in all comedy roles from now on. Like she was so 
fucking good in this movie. Okay, girls, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's so funny. Stop them crying. But the hot cousin from the bear is, is in the, um, like the very beginning, a couple scenes, but in the very beginning of that movie. And I'm like, oh my God, he's hot too. Where the hell are these freaks? But, oh God, I just took a sip of my, um, my, it's, did I tell you it's half kombucha, half seltzer and uh, bitters, but any, any who you guys, let's get to these emails before I start just talking about, about <laughs> all the hotties in the bear. Um, what, did, what else did I watch this week? I also watched uh, a classic, Notting Hill, Julia Roberts, and, you know, that guy who everybody loved. And then he ended up being like, well, what's his name? He's so hot too, but he's bad. Um, you know, the guy, you know, the guy, the British guy with the eyes, you know, the, the blue eyes. I don't know. He's like gorgeous. And he was everything in the nineties. I'm not looking it up because it's going to come to me, but yeah, I watched that Julie Roberts, stunning, gorgeous, everything, baby girl. We love her. Okay. You guys, a quick word from our friends this week, secret Cooper's club, secret Cooper club is sponsored by Osea. It is time to start making that holiday shopping list, whether you're buying for your mom, your friends, or yourself, Osea's got to be at the top of your list. Take the guesswork out of gift giving and, and use Osea's super glow body set. It's a limited edition box set featuring three of their bestsellers, a full size Undaria algae body oil, Undaria algae body polish, and a travel size Undaria algae body butter. Perfect for the chillier months. This set will exfoliate, hydrate, and leave your skin feeling silky smooth. You guys, I cannot explain to you. I love Osea. I love Osea. And if you're a man and you're like, what do I get my girly? What can I put in her stocking? What can I get her as a gift? Osea. I'm telling you, like someone will like touch my arm, my friend. Oh my God, you're so smooth. Like, what is that girl? It's Osea. Okay. I'm glowing. I'm glistening. I'm hydrated. I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling like JLo. I'm feeling funky. Okay. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Cause it's so good. Not only do they make amazing seaweed infused products to make your skin look and feel amazing, but everything they make is clean, vegan, cruelty-free and climate neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Give the gift of glow this holiday season with clean vegan skincare from Osea. Right now we have a special discount just for the girlies. It's 10% off your first order site-wide with code SKC at oseamalibu.com. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code SKC for 10% off. Okay. So let's get to some of these emails. Uh, this one says, Oh, so sad. We got to talk Matthew Perry. Oh my God. Don't even, I cried last night thinking about this. Carly, none of my friends are as obsessed with friends as I am. So I'm messaging my virtual bestie, AKA you, because I know you're probably just as devastated as I am. How did you react? Love you so much. Oh, it's so sad. Um, I'm sure all of you have heard, but Matthew Perry, who's Chandler being in friends, my favorite show, um, passed away, uh, I believe yesterday, I believe Saturday. Um, and it's just so, so sad. It's so weird. I have this, like when a person dies that 
is like in the public eye, even though you don't know them, it really does break your heart. Right. Because like something like friends, it's always been my favorite show. And I, and I have so much nostalgia attached to it. Cause I watched it when it was on originally with my mom, every week we would sit and watch friends and I never missed an episode. And in my life, I've just rewatch. I know every word to every episode of friends. Like it's always on if I'm cooking, if I'm cleaning, if I don't know what to watch, if I'm feeling sad, whatever you have this connection with these people, they become like your friends, you know, no pun intended, but I think it's, it's so devastating. Sometimes I felt this way also when like Robin Williams passed away, like you have this connection to these people that maybe is nostalgic and reminds you of a certain point in your life, right? Like you watched a show when you were a kid and you have these happy memories of watching this show. And I think it's just like one of those strange realizations in life that it's just like time is moving along and, and maybe it reminds you of those times that, you know, things were different or easier, or you just look back at them fondly. So I felt so, so sad. Um, when I found out about it really just it's tragic and, and I feel for him and and his loved ones. And it's just so sad. Um, but yeah, I have this, like, I feel like friends, especially because it really is like one of my favorite shows. I think it, it, I mean, it definitely is my favorite show, but you have this like connection. I, I don't know. How would you, how would you describe it? I know like perfect example when, when Kobe Bryant died. Right. And like every guy, you know, was devastated. And it's like, that's like someone you feel like, you know, him, you grew up with him. You grew up watching him. You're a fan of his something like that. Like it's this weird, like, um, what would you call it? Like connect, like just weird connection you have with someone. Um, there's a word for it, but I can't think of it right now. But yes, it's it's very, very sad. Um, let's see. Okay. This one says, help, what the fuck do I do? Um, hi, Carly and the little silly babies. First of all, sorry, I just got something just popped up on my damn. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. I have to pause this because my mic is, is cutting out. Hold on one second. Okay. You guys, sorry about that. I swear. I swear to God. You know what? I just need a new USB for this uh, microphone, which is probably one of the wires that I did throw out. (laughs) So I don't know, maybe don't take my advice on that, but anywho, um, Okay. This one says, help. What the fuck do I do? Hi, Carly and the little silly babies. First of all, you're one of my favorite humans in the world. And I seriously love you so much. Oh, thanks so much. I love you too. Secondly, your new hair is freaking banging and you look absolutely stunning. Thank you. I'm loving my new hair. Sometimes you just got to feel fresh. And, um, I also recommend getting a little trim every few months because it just keeps you fresh. 
Um, she says, so I've got this really serious nightmare of a situation that I would love some advice on. I've been with this guy for three months and I'm really falling for him. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm 29 and he's 33. So we've both been through pretty shitty relationships that are completely opposite from what we have. And at this point, when you know, you know, we met on Bumble. He's relocating to my area for work, but is still currently living in a different city. He's the most incredible, thoughtful, intentional guy I've and I have the craziest, strongest feeling that he's my soulmate and the person I'm supposed to do life with, except we haven't been actually able to meet in real life yet because of the timing of the universe. It's absolutely horrendous. The day before he was originally supposed to get here, his four-year-old nephew got really sick, hospitalized and quickly put on life support. Oh my God. That's so sad. He's everyone's rock and didn't feel like he could leave because he needed to be there for his brother, his other eight-year-old nephew, and for the rest of his family. About a month later, we planned on me going there to see him, but that weekend, his nephew ended up passing away. I still flew down there and stayed in a nearby hotel um, just so he knew I was close by and that I could be there in whatever capacity that he needed me to be. We didn't get a chance to meet up because he was so busy with all the family stuff involved in such a life-shattering situation. Of course, I felt selfishly a little bummed that we didn't get to see each other, but felt reassured that I did everything that I could to be there for him and reminded myself to put things into perspective that he was prioritizing his family and was taking care of his brother who had just, oh my God, cremated his four-year-old, which is fucking awful. He stayed there with his family for the next few weeks to help things settle and was finally set to leave and move there last weekend, move here last weekend. On his way out of town, he stopped at his brother's house and found him dead from a suicide. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I have no idea how to be there for someone who has just gone through such a devastating loss, especially without physically being there for him. What the fuck do I do? He keeps saying he's sorry for the timing of everything and he can't lose me too, which wrecks me. I constantly remind him that everything that has happened is completely out of his control and entirely not his fault. I keep telling that I'm here for him no matter what and can be on the next flight down there and he's barely hanging in there. I can't even begin to imagine what he's going through, but I'm someone who takes on the problems and feelings of my loved ones. And this whole situation has been really difficult on me and my mental health as well. How can I support him through the worst possible time of his life while also protecting my own peace? It feels so selfish saying that, but I just don't know what to do. And then she, oh my God, that is the cutest damn cat I've ever seen. Don't let my little fellas hear that. This cat is gorgeous. Why do I feel like it should have like a crystal ball and be like telling, it looks like it has like the most majestic face. It almost looks um, like otherworldly, but okay. 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 Here's the thing, girl. I need to know more info on the communication that you guys have. Are you guys FaceTiming? Are you guys talking on the phone? Have we done a deep dive? Do we follow him on Instagram? Do we follow him on Facebook? and all the other, you know, bells and whistles here, because I understand where you're coming from, right? Where you're like, I just want to be there for this person. And, and all of these things are getting in the way. And, and you have this connection with him. That's kind of like a lot of people probably wouldn't understand. And, and it feels, um, it just feels like you can't really explain how you feel so strongly for someone. So I don't think you're crazy by any means. I think these things happen. And you know, I'm not trying to be like fishing around, but 
I feel terrible. I feel terrible for him that he's gone through all of this. The timing just feels insane to me. Um, but if you like follow him on Instagram, you guys FaceTime, you've chatted and, you know, you've done a deep dive on him, like, you know, true people search or whatever, whatever search engine, you know, the girls use, not that I've ever used that. Not that I've ever done a deep dive, but I think you could just be there for him in, in like, a. How do I, I think you have to, at this point, just move along the relationship as it's moving and you have to give what you're getting, right? That's how you're going to protect your own peace. If this is a guy you've met up with a few times, or you've been, you know, seriously dating, you're in a committed relationship with, you know, of course, if it's someone that you're married to or whatever, like you're there to support them through these times, but I think you need to move along as the relationship progresses. And in the meantime, protect your own peace in that way, because you can't take the brunt of all of this and it's devastating and he's going through so much. Um, but you can't take that on you because what if you guys, what if he doesn't move? What if you guys never meet up? What if something happens? What if you meet someone else? What if he meets someone else? Like there are all these different things and you, you, if it doesn't work out, you look back and you go like, I invested so much of my heart and my energy and my time, you know, and my feelings into this person. And it kind of blew up in my face. Right. So I'm really concerned. Of course, my heart breaks for him and, and all of this stuff that he's going through. Um, and the timing is just insane, but I also want you to make sure that you take care of yourself because you know, you can't lose sight of, of what you are. And, and, you know, I know you have this connection with him, but it's so, it, it sucks so bad because I've been like invested in people in my life. And like, I've had people that love me dearly be like, maybe you shouldn't put all your eggs in that basket. And that's, you just don't want to hear it. Right. Like, it's just like, I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm putting all my eggs. I'm putting dozen eggs in that basket. And that's the basket that my eggs are going in. Okay. And it sucks to hear it, but it also sucks being the person that, that says it. So I'm sorry that I'm saying it right now. Um, okay. This next one says silly story and a, what would Carly do? Hello to the funniest girly. Oh, thanks so much. I love secret keepers club back to the Emma days. You have me hooting and hollering every gosh darn week. Oh, thanks so much. Just a funny story. I was listening to the pod and you mentioned that you drank foreign espressos and were feeling wacky and wild. And as the stories went on, I noticed you were not sounding like yourself. And I started to worry, oh no, is Carly anxious? What's going on? I listened to a full episode like this and on to the next one, I noticed the same thing. Then I checked my playback speed and it was set to 1.2. <laughs> so you had me, girl, you had me sounding like a chipmunk. Not me listening to over an hour of this before I caught on. Also, just a question I asked myself, how do I channel my Carly confidence and speak up for myself? You're always encouraging us to have these tough conversations, but I find a lump in my throat when it comes to asking for something for myself and bringing up my wants and needs in a relationship. Please enlighten us 
on how to embody more of the WWCD attitude. Um, well, thank you so much. Oh, and then, oh my God. And then pictures of her and this beautiful baby. Stop, stop. Oh my God, if that was my beep, stop. This baby is so cute. I can't even stand it. Um, okay. First of all, that's so funny that you listened to it at 1.2. Sometimes I do that on purpose. Um, like I was recently listening. I love the true crime podcasts. And um, I was listening to one called The Pact about this um, female serial killer. And honestly, it was just way too many episodes. The guy, the guy's a snoozer. Okay. The, I'm sorry, but he's just, he talks so fucking slow. He talks so fucking slow. And I'm like, I got to put this guy on, on 1.2 or 1.5. He's got to speed it up, you know? Um, but I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts. I'll, I'll make a list for you guys and, and tell you, but sometimes I do that on purpose. Um, and when it comes to speaking up for yourself, I kind of feel like, especially in relationships, right? Like if you're with somebody that's not going to hear you out, if something's bothering you or hurting you, or you want something to change or set a boundary, I just feel like that says more about them than you. Right. And I think a good way to go about having a serious conversation with someone is to just say, listen, I just want to get this off my chest. I don't want either of us to get defensive. I'm open to listening to what you have to say to me, but I just want to, I just want to get this off my chest. And like, you could even say, there's nothing wrong with just being like, I'm a little nervous to even talk about this. Cause I don't want to fight with you. You know, if you go at it with like, you're not being accusatory or defensive or anything like that. And you can genuinely be in a space where you're having an open conversation and an honest conversation. I think that's such a sign of a healthy relationship. Like you, de you deserve it. You owe that to yourself because we do a lot for the people that we're in relationships with. And that's what we deserve. I just don't, I always say like, cause like I, of course I've been there too. Like where I'm just, oh, I don't want to say something. I don't want him to think I'm crazy or I don't want him to think I'm nagging him or whatever. And then I realized that as women, we're kind of trained as like young women, just because of all the stereotypes and just like the way society treats women that speak up for themselves. And if a man were to do the same thing, he would be, you know, that would be manly. But if a woman does it, she's a bitch. And I just like, don't fucking care anymore. I'm just like, if I'm with you, you got to listen to me. You got to talk to me and we, we have to figure it out. It's better for the both of us. Like we have this like stigma against women that speak up for themselves. And we just like people say negative things about it. And I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Think I'm crazy. Think I'm a bitch. <laughs> Guess what? I'm snoozing every single restaurant night with Robert and Stanley. Okay. Living the most peaceful life because I say what I feel and I don't like spare anyone either. And if that's going to make someone run away from me, then bye. I couldn't care less. Cause you think that's crazy. <laughs> Please. So I think also I've been like, I have my, my friend who's just like a fucking angel and I just love her so much. And she deserves like 
she deserves the best guy in the entire world. Like she really, really does. She's such a wonderful person inside and out. Like she's smart. She's funny. She's cool. She's kind. She's thoughtful. All of these qualities that are just so wonderful. And sometimes when somebody's like that, they like make up, not make up excuses, but they like kind of let things slide um, when they're dating someone new and they're like, oh, well, I don't want him to think I'm crazy. Or you kind of just kind of give them a pass. And I've been just encouraging her like, girl, you got to speak up for yourself when you're dating a new guy. You have to set the boundary in the very beginning. And I'm not saying like scream at them because it doesn't need to be that. It just has to be like, hey, what's going on? This is how I feel. How do you feel? It's so mature and it's so much easier. And so I've been like just pushing her, pushing her, pushing her like, girl, you got to just stand up for yourself. You're letting these guys who are fucking clowns treat you like shit. And it's not fair to you. Like you're, you're anxious every day and you can't fucking sleep at night because of this clown. And she started sticking up for herself and she keeps saying, I'm so proud of myself that I feel like a weight is lifted off my shoulders. I'm so proud of myself for saying the way that I felt after all this time. And it's just like, I encourage you to do it because at the end of the day, you'll feel better. And if it's a new relationship and somebody can't handle that, then they have no balls. Sorry. You, if you can't handle me, then then go do something else because I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay. This one says pap smear hell. Oh no. Carly, I'm typing in this. Oh no. Whenever you guys are in the car, I'm typing this in my car directly after my doctor's appointment because you and the girlies are the first people that I need to tell. Today I had my yearly physical and it was time for the pappy. <laughs> Today was extra special for me for some fucking dumb reason. I was so brave and allowed the male medical student to observe my cute little cervix get swabbed. He was so not hot, so I didn't care, but I should have listened to all the girlies who advise against this every time. My doctor opened me up and to my gosh darn surprise, she said, oh no. Did you put anything in your vagina before coming here? First of all, what a condescending question. Did I put anything in my vagina before coming here? What, 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 what is it, a coin purse? No, I didn't put anything in there. I replied, um, no. And she said, there's a ring in there. Not a ring. Then she pulls out one of my rings that has just been bathing in there for two to three weeks. I concluded the time frame because after my periods, I do a couple days of boric acid suppositories. Oh, love boric acid suppositories to keep the pH in check. And there has been no hanky panky in there ever since. Thank God. Um, we all laugh it off while I'm dying on the inside. She places the ring on the table next to me and we finish the pap. She washes the ring off and asks if I wanted a baggie for it. Oh my God. I was already so embarrassed. So I told her I'll take it. And I stuck it in my shoe because I didn't have a purse or pockets. And I wasn't going to let the staff see that I was wearing it. Hope this brightened your day. I tune in every week and love you and the kittens so much. Uh, my perfect angel boyfriend and I have four kitties. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. I'm attaching pictures because I know you need them. Girl, I am dying at this. First of all, you shouldn't be embarrassed. These things happen. Okay. We've heard crazier things. And like, anytime something happens at the doctor, you just have to remind yourself, like these people have seen it all. 
they've seen it all. I was just having this conversation with one of my friends who has been having like an irregular, like just her cycle has been really irregular. And she's like, she's like, I've had my period for like two and a half months. And she's like, I want to go. I said, girl, you have to go to the doctor. You should have gone to the doctor, you know, a month and a half ago. And she's like, no, I'm too embarrassed because I have my period. I'm like, you think your OBGYN cares that you have your period? Do you know what these people see every single day? It's, it's something. So I wouldn't even, I would almost rather this happen than like a guy seeing it. <laughs> like a guy finding it. Because you know what would happen? He would take the ring out and I would say, I do, you know? Um, yeah, it's, I wouldn't even worry about it, whatever. And you want to know what that medical, that medical student that was training, guess what? They learned a little something new. These things happen and you know, it's okay. It's okay. But damn, you didn't notice the ring fell off, huh? I honestly, I'm so crazy. I would take it as a compliment. I'm like, yeah, it's just, that's how good it is down there. Lost the ring. <laughs> Don't worry, girl. They've seen anything. They've seen everything. And I, I love my doctor. Like I love my OB. I pay out of pocket to see her because I just love her so much. Like she's the best. And I realize that I'm always like, panicking about something. I'm like, you know, like I felt a lump or I I'm nervous about my period or this, this, and that. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. You know, they're, they're used to it. They see it, but that is so fucking funny. <laughs> um, let's see. This one says update because we don't need a man. Hi, trendy Carly. Oh, trendy Carly and the furry pups. I wrote an email to you back in July about my ex that broke up with me over text after we had just celebrated our oldest child's birthday. I remember. Not sure if you remember. I do. But I decided to update you and the girly pops on what's been going on since then, if anyone cares. Uh, yes, we do. I unfortunately took him back and things went back to the same, meaning that he still sucked. I sucked it up and would always question myself to why am I still here? Kind of just using the kids as an, an, an excuse, convincing myself that I'm happy and this is what's right. Wrong. I started going back to school in the fall and finally are, am pursuing nursing because this girlie wants to provide her kids with the best life and live her best life as well without replying, relying on a man. I felt like this past year, especially the universe was telling me that my situation was something that wasn't serving me and would put me in situations where I should leave. Fast forward to December, my ex sucker punched me. Oh my God. In the ribs while our boys were home, while I was simply asking him to help me with the boys while I get dinner ready. There was a lot of back and forth yelling and whatnot. As I was doing a load of laundry, all while getting dinner ready, he punched me and knocked the wind out of me. Oh my God, girl, I'm so sorry. Please, please, please. Just as a side note, you guys, if you're in an abusive relationship and abusive situation, I'm begging you to find, I know it's hard. And a lot of times if you're in an abusive relationship, it's it's not just physical, like it's emotional too. So you feel like you need this person. I promise you, your life is going to be better if you just find another place to go, stay with family. There's women's shelters. Like, please, please, please. I'm begging you because if someone's crazy enough to put hands on you like that, you got to fucking get out. It happens all the time. We hear about it all the time. And it's so tragic. 
Um, okay, sorry. Let me let me find my my spot. Um, she says, in short, the cops got called. I got the fuck out of there within a week with a bruised rib and the help of my dad, but moved all of mine and the boys stuff on my own while I was injured. When I was taken to the ER, I was sitting there and I felt so free, like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. And I felt like I could finally relax. I wish I could say this was the first time, but it wasn't. And I can honestly say that since then I've been the happiest that I'm finally out of that toxic relationship. Me and the boys are back at my parents' house while I finish school. I'm very lucky to have such a great support system with my friends and family. I'm going to therapy to help me process and have my oldest kid in therapy as well. We're going through the court system to figure out what will happen to him. He's not in jail. Custody and my restraining order against him. Looking back, I know I was never truly happy and I knew he wasn't the person that I was going to end up with. I can honestly say I'm so much happier now. I'm achieving my goals and setting up more goals for me to accomplish. I'm looking forward to what the future will hold. I never realized before how much he brought me down, both physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. I haven't been so focused on my happiness in forever, and I'm actually excited to pay attention to myself and realize that happiness looks so good on me. I'm so happy for you, girl. That's not an easy thing to do, and you did it. I don't know who needs to hear this, ladies, but we need to stop putting up with this bullshit when we don't need to. If someone shows you who they truly are, you have to believe them. Everything takes time, but it's so worth it in the end. It took me eight years with two kids to see how this person is never going to change and how he never valued me. Anyway, thank you so much for reading my TED talk and creating the safe space for us to spill our secrets. I attach a picture of me being a baddie and another one of me being a mother kiss right on the lips. First of all, so gorgeous. Oh my God. And wait, your kids are so cute. The way that they look exactly like you. How cute. Love them. Two little boys. I'm so happy for you. And this is a new chapter. This is a new chapter. It's like you went through hell and you got out of it. Like you should feel so proud of yourself and happy for yourself. I know that you are, but take a, take a minute to really feel that every day because who knows how that would have ended up, but no matter how it would have ended up, it, you wouldn't have been happy with him. And a lot of times it takes walking away really to see that, right? Cause you're just like so manipulated by this person and they really do like, it's so weird how they just have so much control over you. Like if you've ever been with somebody that's abusive emotionally or toxic or anything like that, you know, that it's like, if one of your friends was telling you that a guy was treating you this way, you would be like, girl, you fucking insane. Get out of there. But they have this control over you. That's like, you're really honestly brainwashed. That's the only thing I can relate it to. And getting out of that, you just go, holy shit. I can't believe that I put up with that for so long. And I'm so proud of myself for, for this new life that I've created. So I'm happy for you. Um, and that's to encourage also if there are any other girlies, um, to just, you, you gotta get away. I know it's hard. Um, this one just has exclamation points in the title. So it could truly be about anything. Hi, Carly and the cute boys. This is my first time writing in and I'm horrified. I'm currently listening to the girl that wrote in about her boyfriend killing that poor bunny. Oh my God. Wait a minute. The way that I was expecting her to send a follow-up and I've been like, what happened with her? Because you guys, the way that I've thought about that story every day, and so many of you 
DM'd me about it and emailed me about it. And I was like, I know, like, this is another thing. Like he made her feel crazy when he killed that bunny. Like that is simply not hunting. And I think it was one of those things where he literally convinced her that she was being dramatic. Oh my God. I'm honestly, okay. She says, I needed a trigger warning for that. I'm the same age as you. And I live in the deep South and have dated plenty of Southern guys that have dated plenty of Southern guys. And he is a literal psychopath. That is not normal. Please leave him. Hunting is on the weekend for the boys for certain animals and certain seasons of the year. This is sociopathic and weird as fuck. Please don't stay with him. Okay. Sending love girl. I a thousand percent agree. I a thousand percent agree. Like girl, the way that that's not hunting. Like stop. I wanted to cry when I read that email. I was also, I just had to hit my vape after that. I just, I was also thinking about like her friend, like what did her friend feel? Like somebody needs to, I have to try and find that email. Um, okay. This one says inside scoop about the factory. Hi, Carly day one listener. Thank you for the weekly chit chat with the girlies. It brightens my day. And I appreciate your specific, your perspective on hard topics too. I just watched your story about the cheesecake factory slander. And I was like, wait, how have I never emailed you? Okay. So I posted the other day, um, about, and I actually meant to mention this in the beginning of the, um, podcast, but I got too distracted talking about that sexy fucking Jeremy Allen White, that little, that little fella, that little Willy Wonky. Okay. So I got distracted. Hold on. Let me pull up this list before I get back. We're, we're going to get back to this email, but I want to pull up the list. Um, some girl, I, the, the original thing that I had seen was there was this girl who went viral on TikTok saying that she was staying in the car. Her date had picked her up. She was staying in the car and not getting out because he took her to the cheesecake factory. And the guy was like waiting outside of the car for her. And he's like, oh, she had rolled the window down. And he said, oh, I'll open the door for you. She's like, I'm not getting out. I'm not going to the cheesecake factory. And he's like, she's like, I want to talk about this. And he's like, okay, let's talk about it. So he gets in the car and the way this girl showed her ass, he gets in the car and he said, obviously we're not compatible for each other. And she said, why? Because I'm, I'm too good. You're taking all this to the cheesecake factory. Meanwhile, she's wearing a dress probably from Shein and, and, you know, like purple, you know, like dress and whatever. She's like, you're taking all this to the cheesecake factory. And he's like, well, we were going to a nice restaurant and we had a reservation and I told you I would pick you up at whatever time it was, 5.30 or six. And I went to your house and waited outside because you told me that I couldn't come in. And I waited outside and we, for an hour and a half for you to be done getting ready. And so we missed our reservation at the nice place. And that's why we're at the Cheesecake Factory, right? He's like, but if he said, I, I'm not the right person for you, I'm taking you home. And then she totally backpedaled. Right. And she was like, well, you know, we can't just go somewhere else. He's like, no, I tried to take you to a nicer place. You missed the reservation. Um, and you're too good for the cheesecake factory. So you're not my girl. And, and this guy fucking rocks. And I love this guy. And I hope he ends up with someone great because that was just like, 
the way that she was framing it in a way where she was like, he took, he tried to take me here and I'm too good for this. And he's like, girl, you missed the nice reservation, which was the backstory that we all needed before we could make our um, choice, right? And then there was another thing that happened uh, regarding the Cheesecake Factory and a date, but that was the video that I had seen. So this goes viral and there's a, somebody makes a list of all of the date spots that you can't take someone on a first date. And there's, hold on, I just pulled it up. There's 28 places here. So number one and the audacity, number one is the Cheesecake Factory. Number one is the Cheesecake Factory. Who the hell wrote this list? Because you want to know what? Like, I was, uh, I told this on Instagram, but just in case some of you didn't see it, like, I was in LA last week and uh, me and my friend were going out to dinner and she's like, Where do you want to go? I'll make us reservation anywhere you want to go. Like, here are all these new places. I'm excited to try. And I said, Girl, let's go to the factory. I want to go to the mall and I want to go to the factory. Okay. Because, please, do you know how excited I get when I go to the Cheesecake Factory? Please. I'm like a kid in a candy store. So people were DMing me going, you wouldn't let a guy take you to the Cheesecake Factory. I would. And I have gone to the Cheesecake Factory with many suitors. Okay. The only reason I wouldn't want uh, to go to the Cheesecake Factory with a guy is because I would be afraid that he would ruin it for me. So, okay. Number one is Cheesecake Factory, which is so fucking wild. Number two is Applebee's. Three is Chili's, four is Chipotle, five is Olive Garden. So these are the um, first five. We don't have to go through all of them. Some of these are like, you're not taking me to a Chipotle on date one. You know, unless it's like we're having a picnic and we're getting Chipotle or something, or we're, get, we're getting Chipotle for some other reason. We're not eating in a Chipotle, sorry. But then there are some of these that do make sense. Like number seven is his house. Yeah, I'm not going to your house. Number six is the movies. I agree with this because on a first date, I want to talk to you. I don't want to sit and not say one word to you for, for three hours. Um, the, I mean, family functions, that's a no. There, there's some of them that I agree with, but I'm sorry. Cheesecake Factory is ballsy you're ballsy to say you're, you wouldn't go or that you're too good for it. Please. It's like freaking grease in there. Have you ever been in there? Please. So good. And where else do you get that much variety? The, the menu is 46 pages long. Like it's my favorite book. Okay. Anywho. She says, I just watched your story about the cheesecake factory. And I was like, wait, how have I never emailed you? I worked I literally worked at the Cheesecake Factory. I'm of course going to give you the inside scoop because you're my girl. I was like, it was like 10 years ago. At this point, I was 24 and had just moved to a new state and I was applying to restaurants to get a job ASAP. The Cheesecake Factory called me in for an interview. You literally have to learn the entire menu and get tested on it. Interesting. The final exam status on Tex-Mex eggs roll, on egg rolls. Oh my God. I also had to wear the all white uniform. We are talking a white button down shirt, white jeans, white socks, and white sneakers. That's crazy. I feel like, was that like specific to your Cheesecake Factory? Because I've never seen them wear white. It seems also like a waste because how are you going to clean those clothes? I feel like all restaurant clothes should be black or dark colored. 
She said, it's giving insane dentist energy. And yes, I did spill a plate of pasta right down the front of it because why wouldn't you when you're wearing all white? When did you, uh, when you did well or got a compliment, you would get a reward coupon for a slice of cheesecake. Stop, I'm crying. And they gave us a full cheesecake for the holidays. And let's just say your girl's white pants were barely able to button. Uh, Sometimes (laughs) someone said nice ass to me once when I was out and I said, thanks. It's from the cheesecake factory. Oh, that's such a good, I'm going to start saying that, but nobody's ever told me I have a nice ass. Uh, I was traveling around. So I moved after a few months, but I couldn't eat cheesecake after that for about seven years. Anyway, it was such a good place to work and everything was delicious. And it's just funny. And I had to share it with you. Love you. And I'm literally attaching a picture in my outfit. I want you to imagine getting ready to work in this. Oh my God, girl, the white pants is crazy to me. Like Cause it's like the way that they're going to get dirty in three seconds. I hope that they also paid for that. Or I guess it's a write-off, right? If it's like a uniform. Oh my freaking gosh. Um, wow. That's so funny. Yeah. I could see like after quitting, like when I worked in a pizzeria, I would just like at the end of the night, they would give me pizza to take home. And I would just, every single day I was eating pizza. Like, because when you work in a restaurant, especially it's like, you don't have like, okay, I'm clocking out and I'll clock back in. And my, my lunch break is going to be peaceful and I'll be able to No, you're like, give me a Red Bull and a cigarette and a fucking slice of cheesecake. So I could totally imagine getting sick of it. Like when I worked in an Italian place, like I would just run in the back and eat like breadsticks and like slices of pizza whenever I could. Cause you actually like have to stuff your face. Any really like, um, you know, if you're in the service industry at all, if you're like, a, it was the same way when I was a hairdresser, it was like, okay, I have a 10 minute timer. What am I going to do? I don't have time to go get food. I'm going to scarf something and drink a Red Bull and smoke a ciggy. Okay. Cause that's what type of girl I am. But okay. This one says quick question. Carly, I need a little advice. If one of my best friends did not give me anything for my wedding, no card or cash or anything, do I not give them anything for their wedding? It feels petty not to, but I'm honestly feeling hurt. Thank you and love you and the boys. Oh, thank you so much. We love you too. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably, God, it's one of your best friends. That's so strange to me. I can't imagine one of my best friends not getting me anything for my wedding. I mean, that's kind of cuckoo, no? Unless it's like something discussed beforehand, like, hey, please don't give me a gift or whatever. But I mean, it's a wedding. I would probably not get her anything and just leave it at that. And if she says something to me about it, you just say like, you didn't, you know, I didn't get anything from you for my wedding. So I thought you would be uncomfortable if I gave you a gift. You know, I thought you'd be embarrassed if I got you something. Cause that's what I would just, what is she going to say to that really? Um, this next one says, where are the pictures? Hi, Queen Carly. First of all, love you lots. Thank you so much. Love you too. This is my fourth attempt at emailing you. Oh my God. Let's see how this goes. Cause my last email and two bump ups never made it to the potty despite how hilarious they were. Oh my God, girl. I'm so sorry. Guys, this is why I keep saying like sometimes shit, honestly, sometimes I don't even see 
the emails. And then like, I bet you, you know what I should, I have to check the like spam folder or junk folder or something, because I, this happens to me all the time on this email address. Um, okay. She says, so this morning, as I'm listening to the new episode, I immediately went to your Instagram to see your gorgeous hair, but there's no pictures. Oh, I know. I, I didn't post anything. I still haven't posted anything with my new hair, but I posted a couple stories that had, uh, my new hair in them. You can't leave the girlies hanging like that. We need the pics. Um, my former email attempts had a picture of my precious dog. Oh, I'm going to search your name and see if I can find them. But yeah, I, it's so funny because I had posted like, oh yeah, guys, it's my new hair. And then, um, cause I was telling a story about how my parents went to Italy and took a stretch limo. I don't even want to talk about it. Cause picturing that limo pull up at the airport, honestly, is giving me the heebie jeebies. Um, I was on the phone with my mom and I'm like, oh, you guys taking an Uber? She's like, no, we got a limo. A, a what? A stretch limo. That's why. Oh, <laughs> okay. They still make those. Yeah. They still make them. Interesting. Are you guys going to prom? Picture you seeing a limo take up the entire drop-off area in the airport. First of all, the entire terminal drop-off area, because it's a stretch limo enough for 20 people. And who, who's in the limo? Like, why is that? Why is there a limo here in the first place? But who's in that limo? And it's my mom and dad and my aunt Linda. (laughs) But they're on their trip. And I'm I'm honestly so excited that my parents are, um, taking the trip. I had gotten them like, um, like nice, you know, tickets, like nice airline tickets so that they could like, they took an overnight flight and I wanted them like, they've never left the country before. They've never like, we never went on vacations and stuff. Like my parents never really had money for that. So they've been planning this trip for years and they were going to go. And then the pandemic happened. So they kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And then finally they were like, fuck it, we're going. Um, so I had gotten them like a really nice flight and oh my God, my mom taking extreme close up pictures of the flight attendants faces and texting them to me. I'm like, mom, why are you doing that? Extreme close-ups of their faces, uh, like just terrible, like just the most terrible pictures you've ever seen in your life. All of like her experience in this nice (laughs) seat. And I had said to her the next day, she called me and I'm like, oh, how was your flight? Like, were you so relaxed and blah, blah, blah. Cause like, you know, the seats, like you could have a good night's sleep in those seats. And she's like, well, I stayed up the whole night. I I still haven't slept. I'm like, what? You've been up for 48 hours. She goes, yeah, I didn't want to miss anything on the flight. It was just so nice. I I, I was just having such a nice time. (laughs) I'm like, mom, the whole point was that you sleep on the plane, but I'm so happy for them. You know, I'm sure it's like a huge culture shock when I've spoken to her. She's just like, everything's so old. And I'm like, yeah, it's a thousand years older than than the place you live, but they're having a nice time. And and I am happy for them. They deserve it. Like parents, like I, I know I always say this, but parents just, they sacrifice so much for their kids. Okay. So let's get to this next one. Hold on. This one says the ick, Winnie the Pooh and Legos. 
Hi, Carly, Carly, Bo Barley. Thank you for all that you do. The podcast is the only reason my road rage doesn't consume my entire mind and body while I'm driving to work. For context, I live in Jersey City. Oof. And my uh, office is above Penn Station. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're traffic the whole way there. Anywho, I'm getting over an ugly breakup, a story for another day, and started a list of all the negative things about my ex, um, from super small pet peeves to glaring red flags. And I had to share a few of the funnier icks. Number one, he used to regularly sleep with nothing but a t-shirt on. Yes, that was a Jessica Simpson reference. (laughs) And yes, it was on purpose. No underwear, just a t-shirt. Oh, like Winnie the Pooh. And he has the tummy to match. And it was also usually a t-shirt that he had been wearing all day and it smelled. Okay. First of all, seeing a man in just a t-shirt with no underwear is some of the most jarring it's just so jarring because you're seeing like the bottom of their butt cheeks and the, the front is something that it's, it's indescribable. It's almost surreal to me. Don't wear the shirt at all. Just go full, just be naked, just be naked. Cause the shirt's covering up some spots and it, and it's looking crazy. And Winnie the Pooh is the best reference. Number two, he's really into Legos, which by itself is kind of an ick until I saw some how, so I'm sorry, till I saw how cool some of the sets are, but still kind of weird because it's my ex and we hate him. The real ick is how absolutely furious he would get if he got a piece lost or was missing somehow, like it would genuinely ruin his entire day. And I had to sit there and pretend like it wasn't the funniest thing ever. Number three, every time he took a sip of a beverage, he made it sound like they do in the TV or movie and commercials when they're trying to demonstrate that a drink is really refreshing. Oh my God. I hate that. I feel like I don't need to elaborate further on this one. Um, that's just a few, but I highly recommend this list for anybody that's trying to get over someone. Like you've mentioned countless times, it's really easy to focus on all the happy and good things when something's ending. And the list has given me something tangible to reference and remind me that he ain't shit. (laughs) Um, I'll definitely send another email about the actual breakup sometime, uh, but hope this makes you laugh. Do you want to know what, um, every time I go on a date with a guy, like first date, I say to him, I go, what would you do? Cause I like to ask like, what would you do if I did this? And I say, what would you do if every time I took a sip of this drink, I went like this, <sighs> like, would you say something to me about it or not? And they're usually like, I probably wouldn't say it, but I would probably also, it would bother me so much. And I would think about it all the time. <laughs> We also have Nutrafol, my two favorite, my two favorites. Okay. You guys know, I love Nutrafol. You used to have this thick, luscious hair. Now it suddenly started looking thin and stringy and you're totally panicking. Don't freak out. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve visible hair thickness and strength. So you can get back to your Rapunzel locks. Just take a quick quiz on their website to figure out what's causing your hair thinning so you can get the unique Nutrafol formula that's right for you. Each formula is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients to get you the most reliable results. I have been using Nutrafol. I get I get inches cut off of my hair every few months and my hair is grown like a weed. My nails are healthy. My hair is thick. It's just like, I've never had, I've never had like healthy, long, thick hair. 
um, it's just the best. And I've been taking Nutrafol for, for quite some time. Um, they are even now available in a vegan formula, which is great. So no matter your lifestyle, you can get the hair of your dreams. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering the girlies $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping. When you go to Nutrafol.com and enter code secret, <laughs> sorry about that. Find out why 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code secret that's neutrophil.com promo code secret damn i keep losing my spot this one says um you were in my dream oh my god hi carly i was listening to the podcast last night so obviously you were in my dream basically you were walking around in my neighborhood barefoot why the hell was i barefoot trying to get to the store and i offered you a ride saying that i'm a secret keeper but somebody else was in the car and you said no because she wasn't a secret keeper and you didn't trust her <laughs> that wasn't a dream that happened in real life i was really walking around your neighborhood barefoot and hating on your girls um anyway i apologize for this email but i'm going through it i'm 23 and i was with my ex for 10 years we lived together got a dog Almost got married in August, all that jazz, but recently things got rough and we could barely look at each other. We talked for hours, getting things off our chest, crying only to get nowhere. I went crazy looking at his following go up day by day. One night I asked him if he even thought I was pretty. Tell me why this man said, why did I ask that? I replied because it's a good question. And he ended up just walking out and leaving the room. I then slept next to him, staring at the wall, feeling so empty for uh, the next morning. I felt even worse because I remembered I grabbed what I could in my car along with the dog and I left. I now live with my mom, who's very supportive, but I feel like right now my head hasn't really grasped the situation. Also leaving while he was at work didn't really give me the closure that I needed, but he also hasn't said anything to me. We haven't even texted. I just know I'm going to go through it once I get lonely and I start missing him. Also, we have financial situations tied together, so I can't just block him and never talk to him again. By the way, I live in Arizona. If any of the girlies want to be friends, um, thank you so much. You've gotten me through the worst and are literally the reason why I stopped putting up with the bare minimum. Oh, thank you so much. I love you too. Um, okay. It's so, okay. So here's what we're going to focus on. And this is for anybody that's going through it with, with a partner right? You're going through something that ended. First of all, you're so young. You're so young. You, you, you've been with this guy for 10 years and you're 23. You're so young and, and life is about to just be so exciting for you. That's number one. Okay. And you, you're going to focus on yourself. Are you going to miss him sometimes? Yeah, but that's not the end of the world. That'll actually go away. You're going to stop missing him one day too. But in the very beginning, I'm not going to lie to you. You're going to get nostalgic, that certain things are going to remind you of him. You're going to wonder if you made the right choice and doubt yourself. And it's sad. Of course it's sad, right? Um, when you're with someone for this long, I mean, you, you're so connected to each other in every way that like, it's, it's devastating. And I understand it feels like a, a death, right? But other than the fact that you're so long, you're so young, I'm so excited for you and you have your whole life ahead of you. I've been thinking about this so much recently um, and just thinking about something that I've learned and maybe it's like the beauty of what everybody always says, like, oh, you're going to love your thirties. You just like learned so much, you know who you are and, and you realize so much shit and you just, 
it's just like such a um like new chapter in life but I keep thinking like when it comes to relationships there's no need for us to like okay how do I even start saying this like this is so corny too, what I'm about to say, but it's, if any of you ever asked me if I ever said this, I'm going to deny it. Okay. It could, because it's just so corny and it sounds like such a crock of shit, but it's actually true. Like I am what I need in a relationship. I'm everything that I need in a relationship. I treat myself with love and respect and I don't speak negatively about myself. I don't look at myself in a negative way. I, I'm very in touch with my emotions and I check in with my emotions every day. And like, I do nice things for myself. I buy myself a little treat. I make myself a little, you know, like I go on little trips and stuff like that. And I just feel like I'm giving myself like such a fulfilling life. Right. And does that mean that I don't ever want to see a man for the rest of my life? And I don't ever want to be in a relationship. No, but it means that if someone doesn't meet me there, then they're fucking out. It's just that simple. Because if you're with somebody that isn't giving you what you need and isn't giving you what you give them, right? Because in a relationship, you're not only treating yourself this way, but you're giving it to somebody else. So if you're not getting that in return, you're just selling yourself short. Because to me, it's like, I would just rather be alone because you're not giving me what I need. And a lot of times, like in relationships that I've noticed, like, Cause I've been in countless like dating and situationship and relationship and whatever it is. And I just think like, oh, I lowered myself for you because you couldn't handle it. Whether it was the emotions of being in a relationship or having to be there for me or having to, you know, just kind of like compromise or have these conversations and whatever. And I made myself small so that you could feel good. And if you're with somebody like that, then you're just selling yourself short because there's somebody there like out there that will be able to take care of you and treat you the way that you deserve to be treated and getting rid of this person in your life as, as tragic as it is and heartbreaking as it is, it's just one step closer to you finding that person. Um, because I, I, I've done it myself and I see it like in people that I know. And like, I see it in girls all the time, how I'm like the way that you're not thriving because you're making yourself this like small person and you're not this small person because when you're with somebody that's just take, take, take from you, you forget what you have to offer. And you're just like, I guess this is what I deserve. And it's not, but other than that, you're about to have such an exciting life and I'm so happy for you. And if you've been dating this guy on and off since you're 13 years old, you have so much to see and learn about yourself, which is exciting. Um, let's see. This one says getting over an ex that's in the public eye. Hi, Carly. I listen to the pod every week. I find it so comforting to hear you talk about dating in such a light and funny way. It's such a good reminder that we all go through these bad dating experiences and sometimes you just have to laugh it off and not take it so seriously. 
Anyway, I wanted to know if you had any advice on getting over an ex that's in the public eye or someone that you're constantly reminded of. I went through a breakup about six months ago. It was short term, but very intense. And I'm still finding myself struggling to get over it. The guy was a musician, not huge, but big enough where I still see his name pop up on my social media or have to avoid certain events because he's playing. He preaches on social media about spirituality, mental health, and overall portrays this nice guy image, but he was really toxic towards me. I initially fell for the nice guy act, but soon started seeing a lot of red flags, addiction issues, and manipulative behavior. When I've told people about what went on during our relationship, they were shocked and said that it was emotional and sexual abuse. I'm so sorry. I blocked him on social media after the breakup and was doing well, avoiding the temptation of checking up on him. But I did cave into curiosity the other day and saw that he opened for a show for one of my favorite artists. He looks so happy on his social media, like his life has genuinely gotten better since me. He's posting with girls and seems like he has so many new people in his life now. And when we were together, he had literally zero friends. I think it's so confusing to see someone who is so toxic towards you be surrounded by people admiring them and how they can so easily find other people that want to date them. You kind of feel crazy. Like, do other people not see how fake they are? Am I missing something? I'm not a monster. So of course I do hope that he's improving and finding happiness, but I can't help but feel resentful that someone who treated me so poorly got away with no consequences and is living a great life. And I'm still picking up the pieces in the past. um, It's been a a lot easier for me to move on from breakups because with other exes, I could just block them and just not be reminded them again and versus breaking up. And I'm constantly being reminded of them. Any advice or related experiences are greatly appreciated. Um, well, Hey, (laughs) if anyone knows, (laughs) name someone that knows what it's like dating someone and then having them date other people in the public eye more than me. I don't think there is anyone. Okay. But I think the difference between my situation and yours is that you have, you still have feelings. I'm not saying you have romantic feelings for him, but you still have like resentment and anger towards him, which is understandable. It's normal. He was manipulative. He made you feel like shit. And it's, it's hard to come out of that. Right. So you still have this like pit in your stomach, this kind of like, like this, you're heated about it. And and so that's where, that's what the problem is here. Um, And it's totally normal. And I felt that way before. And it's just like, you need, you owe it to yourself to honestly just avoid it at all costs. Don't go on his Instagram. Don't go looking because listen, you already know he's full of shit. He was full of shit when he was with you. He's full of shit when he's posting these pictures of him being so happy. It could also like, I'm sure he gets satisfaction of thinking like, oh, if she sees my Instagram, she's going to get so jealous and hating me. And one thing about me, you, I never really want to see them win that battle. So it's like, I'll just not even look. You're hurting yourself just by looking. Cause no matter what, like you're looking for, you're just, it's just going to hurt you in the end, unless he's posting about, Oh, I miss my ex-girlfriend so much. And I think about her every day. And you know, she was the most pretty, gorgeous, beautiful, gorgeous baby girl, angel I've ever seen in my life. You're not going to see what you want to see. So you already know he's full of shit and he's still full of shit and that's it. And you have to just honestly wish him well. Bye. Have fun. Have a nice life. Um, and let somebody, you know, 
let somebody else deal with it. He spared you, girl, because you really, you know, such a confusing feeling because it's like, I know that this person isn't my person, but I know that I also want to throw up if I see him with someone else, you know, because you still got, you still got like a little bit of resentment and, and anger towards him, which is, I probably would too. He sounds like an asshole. So I get it, but the best thing you could do is just avoid it at all costs. Like if he pops up on your Instagram, there's really nothing you could do, but like block him. Don't look him up. And then like give literally in like a year or so you can like look him up and you'll be like, oh, I don't feel that way anymore. You know, you have to give yourself space and time to really heal from these things. Otherwise you're just going to feel sick over it. But girl, <laughs> trust me, I, I've, uh, it's so funny. Cause it's like almost like surreal too. Cause like I've been there and, and I don't have any resentment towards, you know, like people that I dated really, because I'm just like, you pissed me off when we were together. I'm not letting you fucking piss me off now. Um, that ship has sailed, but <laughs> you know, like if it's like a famous person and, and you're like, <laughs> they're like on a bus and they're on the TV in the cab and they're on a billboard and they're just, everyone's, oh, did you see this? Yeah, good for him. Did you see he's dating the hottest girl in the world? Yeah, I'm so happy for him, you know? <laughs> but it's fine, it's fine. Um. All right, that's it, you guys. I don't think we got any fuck Mary kills. What should a fuck Mary kill be? Oh, you know what? I'll do it on my my foods that I've been eating, which is, I mean, it's all soup. But I don't know if you guys do this. I do this thing where, like, for um, honestly, for like months at a time, I'll get, I'll be like obsessed with like one food, and then I'll eat it every single day, and and my whole day will revolve around me eating this food, and like. I will honestly wake up in the morning and go, I, at this time, I'm going to eat this food. And then I eat it every single day for months and months and months. Like I do this all the time. And my thing, I know I've mentioned it before. It's been soup lately. Okay. And I've been really chewing on some lentil soup. Okay. Which I love. Um, what's the other one? I love stew. I had stew last week and it was delicious beef stew. Forget it. Usually I make just like a big pot of soup in the beginning of the week. And I just keep it, you know, like I eat leftovers cause I love leftovers. Um, but God, a beef stew with beef, potatoes, corn, peas, please. It's so damn good with bread. Bury me in beef stew. Okay. So we're doing lentil soup, beef stew. And what's another one that I've been eating. I mean, I, I always am eating like chicken soup. So I'll do like chicken soup, lentil soup, beef stew. Okay. Very vast, different what do I eat the most? I eat the lentil soup the most because it's easier to make. It's more like there, even if you get a can of it, it's probably still going to be good. Um, I just love lentil soup so much, but what am I marrying? Like, what do, what do I want? I don't know. Can you eat beef stew every day or would you die? Like, I don't know if I could marry beef stew because I do feel that it would, it would end up 
I would lose my life somehow, like high blood pressure or a heart attack or something. It's kind of a lot of salt, right? And it's a lot of red meat. Okay, so we're fucking the beef stew. I think that's fair because we can't kill it because we love it so much. And it really is the most special one and everybody knows it. And, and if you're going to deny it, then I really can't help you here. And then are we marrying chicken soup or lentil soup? Even though I eat lentil soup the most, I got to kill it because I think I actually enjoy chicken soup more, but I won't eat a can of chicken soup like with chicken in it because the, the canned chicken freaks me out. Like, I don't know. It's just always like pink and, and it's like cubed and it freaks me out. So I can't actually have like the chicken in a can of chicken noodle soup. I'll have the noodles in the broth, but I got to have the, the chicken's got to be, you know, it's got to be real chicken. I can't have the, the, the little square chicken. So when I have chicken soup, it's good. I get it from the Dominican spot. I get it from um, the Mexican place. Oh, you name it, I've done it. So I'm going to kill, unfortunately, rest in peace to my lentil soup. I love you so much. And you know I love you. But you got to die in this situation. Uh, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I'm a soup girl. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> my friend made fun of me because we went out the other night. And then I was like, we were like going to get food, but they stopped serving food. And we were like, let's just call it. Let's go home. Because when you're like trying to find a place to eat, it's just like, let's just go home. I have food at home. Girl, why did I eat lentil soup when I got home from the bar? Please. That's crazy. That's insane. That's insane. Anywho, guys, that's all she wrote. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And I hope everybody has a great week. Great week ahead. Good vibes. Good, good vibes for my girls and my guys. And you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Shout out to Jeremy Allen White. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.